I believe we are live. Let me uh, make sure everything is up to par here. All right. Um, I'm going to get this link out to everybody and then we will uh, kick it off. Obviously, I am alone and we'll talk about that. I hate tweeting while I'm give it a minute to uh, have people file in and then I'll get started but uh, I will be I will be alone this entire video and there's a reason for that and we'll get to it it's nothing nothing crazy nothing I didn't uh, get into a fight with Tony or nothing it's just it's just something that's going on in Tony's life But we do have a lot of good stuff to talk about today. We got um, a lot of a lot of swing stuff, a lot of spy stuff, um, some small cap stuff. We have a, a crap load of of content to cover, and obviously, it's been more than a crazy week um, on FinTwit and stuff within the past thirteen days or fourteen days, however long it's been. And uh, yeah, we're gonna get to some of that, and we're gonna avoid some of that, but. First off, um, thanks for thanks for hopping on here. We have uh, obviously just Teddy here, just me, and that is because Tony's dog is getting emergency surgery. So um, obviously, I wish I wish everything goes well with that. And uh, you know, he he swallowed a razor, so I think they're gonna be able to get to it. Um, but yeah, so it's just gonna be me tonight. Uh, last week we didn't have an episode because Tony and I both had the flu. Um, and <laughs> that was that was tough that was so it was basically four or five days um of of just being in the bed and shit like that so um we do need to get to some some business uh first off the the aftermarket is is launching in 2023 i believe january tony and i are shooting for and um i'm gonna give you guys kind of a, a little bit of an update on that the website is is being built as we speak, and um, the website, what it's basically going to be is it's going to be a library of videos, and so you guys are going to be able to hop on there, like the aftermarket.org is the, the actual website, and there's going to be, you know, like a lesson plan video that says like, oh, you want to get better at, you know, scalping. Here's the lesson plan, and we're going to give out an entire class, basically, so 15, 20 videos um, of, of basically like how to do this uh this class and they're all going to be long they're all going to be we haven't decided actually we're deciding between long videos like f 10 or 15 long videos or like you know 30 40 smaller videos that are 10 15 minutes a piece um so you know we'll figure that out but it's going to be basically a library of videos 
where um, we talk all the stuff, you know, you know how to how to find a scalp ticker, how to find gappers, uh, how to determine if the volume is garbage, how to determine if the volume is good for you, how to determine if this stock is worth playing, uh, how to determine if this stock is completely nonsense and not even worth even your time. Um, so the website being built as we speak. Uh, there will be a Discord involved as well. The Discord is basically going to be for communication with people who are taking those classes. So the classes are going to be scalping, um, swing trading, investing, uh, and options trading. And there's going to be some other stuff thrown in there. Um, where's Ant's? Uh, Ant's dog is is in the, the, the hospital getting an emergency surgery right now. And so, so Tony is not with us tonight. He'll be back next week for sure. Uh, I just didn't want to go two weeks in a row without a, a podcast episode. So I figured I'd hop on here and, and chop it up by myself. Um, and I'm going to try to give you guys some value here. I'm going to try to give you guys some stuff. Usually the value comes from me and Tony just, you know, being knuckleheads and talking and stuff and, and getting stuff done via, via stocks and, you know, me asking him, oh, what do you think of Spy? And him asking me, you know, what do you think of Spy? But you know, I can talk to myself quite a while. I talk to myself for an hour and a half every single morning in front of my Discord. So I do need to, uh, before we go any further, I do need to send out the the link to a few other um, places. I don't want people to miss this episode. It is, uh, even if it is just me, I don't want people to, you know, not get the notification and completely miss it. Okay, so uh, I want you guys to, I want to urge you guys, um, maybe let's do a little bit more of an interactive episode here. Uh, let's, let's you know, do some stock stuff as in, let's talk, you know, what tickers you want. And I'll pull up the chart because, um, as you guys can see, I got chart right beneath here. So as soon as we get into charts, um, I'm going to be, I'm going to be willing to do some, 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 you know, analysis of stuff. And uh, I like to do basically like daily chart stuff a lot. So if you guys need some um, sort of, you know, if you're looking to, to swing trade a, a certain sector, or if you're looking to swing trade, you know, you know, just a random stock, then I would love to just give you guys some, some opinions on that. So drop those in the, uh, in the, in the chat box for now. And, uh, I'm going to get, I'm going to get on to spy here. Um, I'm going to get talking about, uh, about this daily chart here and this weekly chart, because I think that's probably the most important thing probably on this episode, because that's going to determine, you know, how does the market react going forward? Um, and I think, uh, I think a good place to start would be to, to give you guys a chance just to look at this chart yourselves and think, you know, what the hell's going on here. So I'll give you guys about, you know, five seconds to just do that. Um, and then I'm going to get my, my thoughts onto it and, uh, we'll, we'll get into, you know, what I think about that 200 sitting above what I think about that 20, that, that 50 right above, um, and I want to talk about the role of the year too, the 2022 uh, flip to 2023. All right, I think you guys have had a had a good moment to look at it. So let's uh, let's talk via the the downtrend line first, because I think that's the first big order of business that we should probably talk to. Um, this downtrend line is is pretty massive, guys. On the daily, you guys can see how important it is. If we go to the weekly, uh, it's probably even more important. You know, you you pull this up, and um, the the weekly it just looks it looks nasty. Like you can see wick 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 five wicks touching the uh, 
the the trend line here and i think you know the biggest possible you know candle we could have had last week for the bears happened I mean, this is a nasty nasty candle um and i do think that uh for for right now that's probably going to keep us in a bad place for a few weeks i think you know we need a, a couple weeks of this sort of action if you guys can see here you know there was uh off of this trend line there was one two three red candles a green candle and then three more really really red candles and i think we're in a pretty similar spot we've had two red candles uh, i think we're going to probably get a green candle this week and then i think there could be a few few red candles to all time not all time uh, 52 week low and I'm not I don't like saying that 52 week low as in like I, I know it's going to happen. A lot of people say it on Twitter like, um, you know, 52 week low is guaranteed to happen. You know, if you're not a bear right now, then you're stupid sort of stuff. And they, they talk in absolutes. I'm not willing to do that. I'm not willing to talk in absolutes because there's a chance here. You know, we create a second shoulder here. We have an inverse head and shoulders and things get nasty. But um I think, for the most part, the fact that this has followed the trend line and, and broken the axis of a possible inverse head and shoulders, because usually you'd want the axis to be fairly flat uh, on these these shoulders here. Um, I'm not thinking that this is gonna gonna reverse fully at all. I think this is probably um, due for some some lower lows here, and, and that would mean a, a 350 break. That would mean a 350 break and probably a 350 confirm below. And um, I think we see it. I really do. I think via um, how long we am I thinking? I think 2023, the turn to 2023 is going to be pretty particularly nasty for for bulls. I think uh, you know we could even see within the next two weeks, um, which would put us right at the turn of the the year. I think we could be close to this 200 MA at that point on the weekly. Um, but this last candle, this this red candle, that's probably the driving factor in in this entire thing is uh, this this red candle that went up, touched that line, and also touched the, the 50 as well, and just died. Like, it just completely died. Um, and there was also a lot of downward pressure last week after after the, the CPI data pushed us up. The downward pressure was immense. Like, it was, it was downward pressure sort of like uh, these weeks. If you guys remember these weeks, um, you know, we had back in, I believe, yeah, it was March and April, there were, there were, um, like a, a multiple week period. And you guys can see here where the downward pressure was just absolutely nuts. Like it was, it was pretty much like you'd buy something and then, you know, if you were in the, the market would just tank and then anything you'd buy swing wise would just die every single week for a month straight. And that was what last week felt like this week. We're getting a little bit of a low volume, uh, pullback. You guys can see on the daily here. You know, we're getting this low volume pullback. Uh, it's it's touching that 50 on the daily, and it's it's lower volume, which is fine. I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna complain that we're getting it's it's low volume. I'm not gonna complain about that, but it is lower volume. So that's one thing to remember uh, about this this daily and the past two candles is they are lower volume compared to those those four red before. Like those four red days were were very high volume. And those are usually that'll be what returns usually. You you can expect high volume uh, trends when they emerge to to be there and then to go away and you'll see a move against them and then once they come back it'll it'll just push it lower. And that's kind of what I'm expecting here on SPY. I think I think this is probably um, destined for this 20 to come down and, and cross this 50 and then we'll have a 20 a 2050 cross below and if you know me you know that I like those 2050 crosses I think they're pretty uh, um, valuable for momentum um, from a from a bearish and a bullish perspective actually usually I don't try to uh, you know use MA crosses as much on the daily 
but I found lately that they've been working pretty well on dailies when it comes to large caps. Um, and I think here on SPY, that could be pretty important because you guys can check out the, the validity of this whole thing. Like um, this, let's just go back and let's test this whole thing. So the 20 and the 50 crossed um, back in, in January. And then you guys can see how much downside there had before there was a cross up. And this one actually didn't work out. So this is the one, this is one of them that didn't work out. So we're about one for one right now. And then you can take this one and this one, there was quite a bit of uh, downward momentum. So two, two and one. So then you, you check this one and there's quite a bit of upward momentum after it crosses. Here there's decent amount of downward momentum after it crosses. And here, pretty decent upward momentum after it crosses. So it's a great momentum tracker. And obviously there was that one time back here where it didn't work out. But uh, just like any setup, it's all statistics. Um, you guys, if you guys are in my Discord, you got the weekly watch list where I talked about statistics. But I'm going to talk about it a bit today as well. So statistics, when it comes to setups like that, I think is one of the most overlooked uh, factors of trading is knowing that your your setup is either a you know six out of ten setup where you're going to have it happen six out of ten times, or it's an eight out of ten where you're going to have it happen eight out of ten, or it's a four out of ten where you're playing against the odds. Um, it's important to know that so you guys can like work on your your stop loss strategy. Know that you need a shorter leash on something that goes against you more often. Uh, know that you can have a longer leash on something that goes with you more often. Uh, it's just really important. And also, after you you know take a loss, you can look back and say, oh, that was just you know a 5 out of 10 setup. I have 5 out of 10 where I'm not supposed to make money on that setup. And so I don't need to be you know down in the dumps beating myself up about um, you know not winning on this cup and handle when cup and handles for me only work out 5 out of 10 times. I have 5 losses and I have 5 wins out of, out of 10. I just need to make sure that I maximize the wins, the 5 wins, and minimize the 5 losses. That's a huge part of, uh, of the statistics is just managing your own mindset. And, and I think that that's, uh, that's really important. And, and, and also, you know, looking at this, this setup here specifically, what did I say? It was, you know, one loss to five wins. So uh, you can feel pretty good about going forward and looking for that through charts. And uh, if you find it, you can feel pretty good about using it and, um, you know, relying on it. I do want to uh, go to the monthly on this, but I'm going to I'm going to message the chat real quick. Sorry, usually I would like do all this messaging and shit while Tony's talking, but Tony's not talking. So I'm, I'm working, working through that myself. Usually I'm able to be a little interactive with the chat. Um, get you guys throwing out questions, and, and I also need to tweet a few things to make sure that people get to see what they want to see. Um, but this here, this is a more interesting chart. I think we can uh, we can work on you know a little bit of a, a different strategy on this monthly. Oops, my my icon is covering it. All right, so this on the monthly looks to me like a bit like almost like a down downtrend break that is now failing. Uh, and that's something I, I need to to make a lesson on because I think downtrend breaks that have have been you know not working out the way that people have been expecting them to work out have been huge in this market. Um, today we saw one on spy. We saw like a, a downtrend break, which ended up uh, not making any money for people who would have taken that downtrend break. It ended up making more money for the people who went against it and faded that downtrend break. So this is this is what I'm talking about right here. So. You guys can see like this this zone here on this monthly. There was a pretty steep downtrend, uh, which which was, oh where was that? The last touch, you know, the top of it was August, uh, and we obviously touched it, you know, last week. Or this is month. Sorry guys, I was I was stuck on the weekly. We act, we obviously touched it last month and this month, but you can see it broke above and closed November 
um, really, really high and like towards the top of this downtrend break. But now we're seeing it completely give up all those gains and completely go back and almost go below the downtrend. Um, and I'm not sure how to interpret this. I'm not going to act like I do know how to interpret this because it's not something I see very often. Um, but usually when something would close a candle like this, like it did in November, we'd be seeing some some higher moves above. Like we'd be seeing this pop all the way above this this 20. Um, but we're not. And so I think this is just an interesting chart to keep an eye on here. And, um, you know, possibly see if this, if this, you know, if this were to hammer candle all the way up by the end of November and we were to see like 400 or 395, then this might be a very different monthly chart than, than it is right now. Uh, because right now it's looking pretty bearish based on the fact that it broke above and then it's trying to basically die back down below. Um, what's up, Ambular? I'm glad you're you're here and, and watching the uh, the halt minus Tony. So it's not even really the halt. I don't even know what to call it. I'm gonna have to think of a name that is is completely different. Just Ted, Ted talking. Uh, we do. Let's check out the hourly. This will be the last thing we look at via um, via this uh, the spy, and then we'll move on. We have some interesting uh, small caps to talk about because I wanted to throw together a, uh, a reverse split watch list for you guys because um, reverse splits have been going absolutely fucking bananas. I'm not sure if you guys have seen that, but uh, bananas. Like, it's been anything that mentions reverse split, those things have been been going. So this is uh, this is the hourly on SPY, and there's a lot of gaps. There There's a lot of gaps on this. Um, there's even a top side gap that hasn't even been filled that it's in currently. Like as we speak, this is in this uh, this gap from about 385 all the way to 388. And then there's also a gap from 394 all the way to 398.50. So there's a lot of gappage inside of, inside of this hourly. Um, and there's also a pretty, pretty hefty, let's draw this in, a pretty hefty support level. Eh, it's more of a zone, so let's get a zone on here while we're at it. I don't want to show you guys bad, <clears throat> bad technicals. I wouldn't want to do that in front of in front of the world. Um, so you guys can see that there's a pretty hefty zone here in the about, about the 390 to 393 area on this hourly, and I think that's pretty key to keep an eye on. So going forward, if we see 390 again on spy, um, you guys need to know that this 390 to 394 area is is gonna be big. It's gonna be. Um, colossal when it comes to the bears and the bulls fighting over that that level because that level here is going to determine whether or not you know spy shoots up uh, and we see 400 or if spy gets rejected and we see you know new low of year new low of the bear market that sort of thing um, and I do think personally I think it's not even going to make it here I think we don't even see this this uh, this zone I think we're going to see it reject at 388 at the highest um, and that would be that would be pretty detrimental. I think that'd be that'd be pretty worst case scenario for the Bulls. But I think it's gonna happen. I think that the pressure we've seen within the past two weeks has been, or not two weeks, last week has been way too much. Um, and you guys, I don't know if you guys, uh, you know, like to talk in those terms. I'm, I kind of talk in, you know, like the pressure that I'm seeing, like the stuff that I'm observing more often than a lot of traders I see. Like I see a lot of traders who. Um, refuse to let their own brains have any input on what's happening and they only let the chart have the input. Um, and I kind of disagree with that. I think that that's an interesting 
I guess, thought process that they have, like to, to basically not trust themselves to input a bit of emotion, a bit of bias in. Uh, but I think a little bit is good. I think a little bit helps. It's that edge, I think. I think the edge comes from, you know, me looking at, you know, a thousand charts. I don't have to have a, a exact reason for why I'm feeling a certain way, but I can just kind of piece something together. Um, nowadays, back in the day, I needed to follow the charts 110%. But now it's kind of like there's a sixth sense in there where I can look at a chart and kind of have a feeling of what's going to happen. And I think that's a, a big edge that people develop. And I think people have started to develop that in my Discord. Um, so if you, if you ever run into anybody who says, like, you know, don't let anything other than the chart waver you, um, you know, flip them off. Like, give them a little bird and then, um, you know, move on. Because I, I think that uh, trading with that little bit of, it's not bias. Bias is the wrong word. I'm trying to think of the right the right word. Uh, the gut feeling maybe um the the intuition maybe maybe that's the right word trading with that that's that's probably going to give you that little extra oomph that you need and um to take you over that edge if you're sitting on on a little bit of a plateau on your journey but yeah moving on past that i just really think that this is going to reject at this this 388 level um and i think we're going to see see new low of year which would put us below 350 i'm i'm willing to bet that we see below 350 before february i think personally um it seems like a, a, a not a high probability but for me that's just kind of what it feels like is is destined based on the the fed based on cpi based on the fomc reaction last time that was a very very bad reaction uh, and we can get into that but i'm going to uh i need to get something to drink my throat is killing me from talking so much uh, I'm going to get into some of these small cap tickers um, and we will, uh, I want you guys to keep these on your watch list. Small cap reverse split watch list. Oh man, I spelled that wrong. So I'll talk a minute about um, how I basically kind of, uh, you know, put this list together because there's a bit of a strategy I have to, to determining, you know, what, what small cap is, is looking possibly like it could. It could be looking towards a reverse split. And there's a couple things that I like to put together. Um, but I'll, I'll give you a an honest opinion of how I actually put this list together is I just went to under 100 and went to price and just filtered it by lowest price. Um, and I wanted to check out the, the stocks with the lowest prices. So I went through here. Um, and we saw, I went through, you know, this was the, one of the lowest was cores, C O R Z S T R Y, I believe is OTC now, but cores was one of the lowest. Um, and that's actually on my list for, for a certain reason, but and then I went through, you know, and I saw all these, these other ones. This is where you start to see a ton of them. But the biggest thing that I wanted to find was I wanted to find something that has sales. Um, something that has, you know, look at this. This is one of mine on the list, comms, C-O-M-S. They have sales. They have 12 million in sales. They just have terrible margins. Like, look at these margins. The income is absolutely despicable. But 
the the main reason that we want them to have sales is because we want the company to kind of feel like they have a, a reason to stay on the market. We don't want them to just feel comfortable going to the OTC. And that's just kind of the psychology behind a reverse split is you have to think what companies are going to reverse split. Companies that are, are either one of two things, trying to steal money from investors, aka they're trying to just continue to feed on um, investors and just, you know, this down this downtrend for years and years and years and years and years and years. Um or <clears throat> it's going to be companies that kind of believe in themselves and they're just thinking that this is the last hurdle they need to get over. Um, and so we can look at this one of two ways. Uh, we can look for the companies that are basic, just dog shit companies. Uh, or we can look at it as companies who you might think their CEO or their, their executives think that they have a chance and want to give them that last little stint um, on the stock exchange. And I, I kind of went that direction this time. I went towards companies that I think uh, they believe in themselves a little bit right now. And so what are they going to do? They're going to give themselves a, a reverse split just to attempt to give themselves more time to pull their business together, you know, yank up those bootstraps and, and figure it out. But I don't think they're going to be able to long-term any of these companies, you know, find any sort of success. So don't take this as a long-term watch list. Like, don't take this as a, uh, um, you know, put these on the watch list, swing them forever, you know, swing them into the end of time. These are long-term. Not at all. Not at all, guys. These are going to be uh, companies that I think could come out and say, you know, next week, oh, we're having a reverse split. And if you guys have been seeing things, it's a 20% immediate pop. Literally an immediate 20% pop anytime anyone says, you know, we're thinking reverse split might be the, the right option for us here. Um, so I'm going to give you guys five names here. Uh, but first, guys, drop a like on the video. Um, it, it helps Tony and I out. It makes us know that we're, we're uh, you know, doing something that is helping people out and that you guys are enjoying the videos. So drop a like and... Uh, you know, drop a ticker in the in the chat that you want to see me me analyze live as well. I'm about to get to that. We'll do we'll do Q and A after this. But first off, for the small cap watch list is Coors, which we already saw on there. It's one of the cheapest stocks on the uh, on the exchange, and I think uh, there's a valid a valid argument that this thing is gonna be gonna be going reverse split here soon. You see how long it's been under a dollar? It's been under a dollar since uh, what is that? exact date Wednesday the 26th of October so it's been under a dollar for a substantial amount of time um, and we can see that it's gonna have to eventually either you know comply again and get over a dollar or they're gonna have to reverse split and uh, this thing has actually had a bit of a move recently back in uh, this is the hourly sorry what the fuck am I doing I need to be on the daily Oh, yeah, this is much better. So last week, this thing had a move. Um, you know, on this, you can see these two green candles. And I believe that part of it was because people were looking towards this as a possible reverse split candidate. But now we can see we're at all-time low, and we closed at all-time low. And then there was a bit of a pop after hours. Um, a bit of a pop is actually a large pop when it's a five cent stock. But this is the first one on the watch list. I'm gonna you know run through them all because this isn't this isn't supposed to be like a, a analysis of these companies. They're bad companies. They're terrible companies, and they could possibly do a reverse split. So Coors is the first one. C R C O R Z. Uh, it closed at, at all time low, and I think that they could possibly be looking to smack this thing back up. Let's check out the uh, 
you guys can just see this looks like just a reverse split company. You guys can just see how much this is, um, you know, straight down. It's just immediate, you know, straight down after. This looks like it was, you know, possibly a, a SPAC for a bit. It might not have been, but it looks like it possibly could have been a SPAC, uh, popped up and then just immediate down, all the way down to five cents a share. And what does that scream to me? That screams like they're gonna try to reverse split to save this baby. Um, so yeah, that's the first one. The second one here is comms. I like this one because it has a bit of uh, a bit of, of sales under its belt. And why does why does that matter? Because the company's gonna the execs are gonna believe in it. Um, and so we like to see that when it comes to these companies. And it's been under a dollar since when was the last time it was a dollar? This day right here. Um, Thursday, the 9th of December, a year ago. So a year ago, it was it was a dollar, um, and it is not a dollar anymore. It is seven cents now. So I think personally that this is uh, this is another good candidate. You can see the little pops in it, uh, so it has a, an ability to move. And I think this thing is it's actually created some higher lows here. There's a low here on uh, October. There's another low here in November, and there's a low within the past few days. So this thing could definitely you know get some upward momentum if they came out and said, oh, we're gonna stock split, blah blah blah. So third one here, KAL, Calarina Public Limited Company. This thing is another really, really cheap stock. Um, and this thing has just, from IPO, sorry. From IPO is just basically straight down. Another one like that first, that first stock we talked about. And so I think this is another very, very valid one to keep on the, on the watch list here. Oh my gosh, that volume candle is massive. Um, there's been some moves. You guys can see back in November there was a little move here, uh, but I think this thing is this thing is primed for a for a split, and I think it's probably this one to me feels like it might be the one that happens the soonest. Uh, they look like a garbage company who's gonna try to, um, you know, try to take advantage of 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 a reverse split, getting some extra dollar amounts for their for their execs and stuff. So I like this one. I like this one for uh, for reverse split news. Moving on, we only have two left. Nile, uh, Bit Nile Holdings, and this one, this one's a bit different. As you guys can see, the chart is basically just like a long-term downtrend. Like this thing is just going rolling down. It has not been over a dollar since. That's the last time I believe here, March twenty-second. Uh, it was a dollar, and it has not been a dollar since then. And I believe that this thing, uh, this thing is another one primed for for reverse split, and and this is all you know, guys. This is speculative. I don't I don't know anything about these companies. I've never fucking talked to these companies or anything like that. Um, I'm literally just looking at cheap stocks that are terrible companies that are gonna try to wanna you know keep their their ticker on the stock exchange. <coughs> and these four have seemed like like that sort of thing. And then we have one last one. I think you guys are gonna remember this one. Mark from 2020, baby. The remark. Oh, guys, they just announced the split. Never mind. I don't even need to talk about this one. One for 10 split. It's happening on Thursday, which is tomorrow. I don't even need to talk about this one. So you guys only get four, I guess. I thought I looked at this one and there wasn't an S or I didn't I didn't see an S or whatever, but it looked like a perfect split opportunity for me. And you guys can see how much this thing moved today. It opened at 14 cents and moved all the way to 20 cents. So 
it probably got the split news today and probably uh, got that move in today from the split. So this is a great example we can look at. Let's check out this example. This is what they've been doing lately. They've been uh, they've been opening and then they've been announcing a split and then it's been fucking absolutely rocketing. And so this thing, you know, went from 15, no, it's more like 13, 14 to, uh, to 20. What is that? That's 40%? I'm trying to think, 40, 30%, something like that. I'm not a mathematician, but it's been, it's been you know, skyrocketing. But here's the thing about these reverse splits, guys, is uh, there, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of talk of, of reverse splits, you know, being the next big thing not going to be the next big thing they're going to be a bit of a craze here for a couple weeks maybe a couple months at the most but in the end reverse splits are always bearish for the company long term and remember that if you're in a company in a swing trade and you think you want to go um you know hold on to this company if they're doing reverse split you don't want to hold on to that company that's just kind of how that works so just remember that um you know don't don't forget that that's the big thing is reverse splits are bearish for the company because what it's doing is it's diluting and it's making the the company just the 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 it like scraping by it's scraping by and it's just not doing it's not what you want to see from a company you don't want to see them having to reverse split um probably going to be followed by offerings probably going to be followed by um public offerings and bullshit like that so yeah don't be don't be buying reverse split and thinking that it's a great a great buy um because it will look cheap based on the chart like this mark company probably going to shoot down a bit lower reverse split it's gonna it's gonna probably die a little bit more it'll be a different number over here chart will be the same and it'll probably be a bit lower and everyone's gonna think it looks it looks nice but uh in reality it doesn't look that nice it's it's a garbage company <clears throat> so we do have uh there's a sector i want to talk about but first i just want to want to give you guys an opportunity to uh you know get in any stuff in the chat so if you guys got any questions for me uh i think we have we have uh maybe one or two let me look yeah gooey shrimp says a lot of people preach trading like robots but there's a lot to be said for about about experience and the gut feeling yeah i 100 percent agree i think uh i think that gut feeling is probably what makes a lot of traders better than other traders. I think a lot of traders can, uh, you know, do the technical side of it. Like they can, they can put it in their phone or put it on their computer to trade and they can analyze the chart all they need. But uh, a lot of people cannot handle the, the side of, you know, figuring out how to deal with the emotions, figuring out how to, uh, you know, handle the losses, figuring out, you know, what that edge is for you, what that edge means via, via, um, you know, your, your gut feeling, like, what does this chart mean to you? And is that gut feeling right? And then a hundred times after that gut feeling is right 80 times, then that's really that edge that, uh, puts you like a step above the, the trading robots or the, the algos. That's why, um, algorithms, you know, in, in trading robots, because they have those, like they have actual trading robots never fucking work out. There's a reason for that. Um, because I, I don't think that, uh, trading robots have the, the emotional capacity. They don't. And, and there's always like a bit of, a bit of, of emotional side of trading that's, that's shown on the tape and shown on, um, you know, you can see it on, on level two, if you're watching it, it really, um, it shows like you can see the side of, you know, panic sellers. You can see the side of, of buyers stepping in to take those panic sellers um, shares. If you've if you've watched tape enough, you can see 
bidders popping up as soon as people start panic selling. And that's what that's the greatest example I can think of is algos have no idea what that is. And there there's no way that they're going to capitalize on that. But I can look at that and say, wow, people are panic selling right now. And uh, there's people capitalizing on those panic sellers. That's completely emotional. And that's something that the robots are never, ever going to pick up on. Um, but let's switch gears here for a minute. I'm tired of talking about stocks for at least a couple of minutes. Um, I want to talk about fucking, we were talking about this earlier today. Um, <laughs> there's a couple of things that I want to talk about. And I, I talked about them in my Discord this morning. But it's, it's fun stuff to talk about. And that is your apocalypse weapon of choice. Um, <laughs> and there was somebody, let me pull up Google here. Um, there was somebody, oh man, that said, oh, what was that thing called? I don't want to expose my history to the entire world. I would go to my history, but it's like a long ass axe. So I'm just going to try to Google it. Long axe with with uh stabber i don't know what the fucking right word is long axe with it's yeah it's this thing bro but it's like it has a longer it's this thing like right here but it has a has a spike on the top i think i'm looking at larpers right now like i think these people are actually larping as we speak um we were talking about apocalypse weapons and this was brought up it's right here yeah yeah. kind of like a no bro that's not it this would be a super good one, though. A horseman's axe. Look at that shit, bro. You could absolutely just stab them with it. And then if you needed to, like, swipe some dudes, like a like they're in a circle around you, you could just take some numbers out with that thing. Um, but personally, I was thinking more so along the side of, like, a, like a bat, like an axe. Just a normal ass. Now, let's go, to, let's go to hatchet. I think a hatchet would be pretty sick. Like, imagine... Just like a close range hatchet, being able to just take some zombies' heads off. And uh, also, you could get super good at throwing them, bro, and you could just nail a zombie from uh, from long range. Dude, but also, Michonne's um, katana, dude. Look at this thing. Let's just roll through these. Look at this thing. That thing is long. That thing is, look at the range it's got. Look how much range that thing has got. It's got some good-ass range on it. And then, bro, it's also, like, super, super sleek. Like, she got it on her back here. She could be running through the woods. I have, like, a hatchet in my hand or, like, hatchet. It's going to kind of be, like, grabbing onto shit and doing some stuff. I don't know. This um, this might be better, this katana. And then also we were talking uh, about a bear versus a tiger. And I just want to show you guys the size of a bear compared to human size of a bear compared to a human because i was just blown away at how big a fucking bear is look at how big these bears are the park ranger is five foot nine. Oh, i wish i could make that bigger let's make it bigger let's go right oh look at that it didn't make it any bigger what kind of bs is that um so this this park ranger is five foot nine that's as tall as me and this polar bear is like twice her height, bro. That thing is like a modern dinosaur. Look at how big that thing is. That thing is like like her his like leg would weigh as much as me. Look at that thing. And then a grizzly bear is still like, you know, like seven feet tall. Look at it. But a polar bear 
on the other hand, bro, like a polar bear, I think just decimates a tiger. But then let's go look at tiger. Let's go look at size of tiger. Tiger compared to a human. Whoa, bro. Look at that, dude. A Siberian tiger. Oh, my gosh. Look at how big that dude is. That's got to be fake. That's fake, dude. I'm getting punked. I'm so getting punked. That's, like, got to be. There's, like, I can see the outline of this thing punking me. Let's find a real one. This looks real. This here right there is real. That's still a big animal. That is still a really, really big animal. Oh, my goodness. I still think, I think a bear would probably beat the crap out of a tiger in a fight, though. But I do have cats, and uh, they could probably beat me up. And they're like, you know, like a tenth my weight, if that. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's get back on track of things here. We're probably about to wrap this thing up, but we got one last, um, one last little thing to talk about. But I gotta I gotta send it out to the Twitter folk. And again, guys, um, Tony will be back next week for sure. Uh, I want to thank you guys for for tuning in to kind of this this funky episode of the Halt because Tony's uh, obviously MIA and it's just me. But I do have my slappy shirt on. I'm not sure how many of you guys were around when uh, when the old slappy shirts were were made and distributed. But I'm still going strong with mine. I got two of them and. Uh, I love them. I wear them. They're the color comfort, and, and I would wear them every single day if I could, but I only have two of them, and that'd kind of be gross if I wore the same two shirts every single day. Um, the the sector that I want to talk about here is is gold, and I, I'm kind of I'm interested in, in other opinions on this, but uh, gold is, is pretty, pretty, um, you know, resilient in this market. If we want to go to, let's just look at some, some names here. We want to go, and I think GLD is the ETF. So this is the 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 gold. Um, it's a trust. Um, this is the gold. Oh, main gold name that you can use to track gold. But I think this this is a possible sector that would be very very worth swinging for like one reason. Um, but the technicals are lining up on it as well. You guys can see here the uh, the the twenty and the fifty are starting to move pretty decently to the upside. So that shows you we're getting some momentum um, moving forward, as in uh, we're getting some upward momentum because the 20 is starting to pull up and the 50 is starting to pull up. The 200 has yet to curl up, but we're seeing some upward momentum. Um, and I'm seeing online all over that Putin could start to, to accept gold for barrels of oil. And if that happens, guys, uh, this thing, let's just look. This thing could be at all-time high, like, in no time a snap of the fingers like snap of the fingers this thing could be well over two hundred dollars um and that would put i don't remember what the the price of gold is per ounce but uh we'll go off of this this trust here but for me um the fact that putin is even considering 
accepting gold for for barrels of oil shows how he's looking to kind of fuck over the American dollar because uh, if that does happen, then the American dollar would probably see a substantial decline. And what would that cause? That would cause the the, the gold to to skyrocket. And it's it's an unlikely thing to happen. Like personally, I don't think it will happen. I think that uh, um, we're going to be able to work our way around that as a com- as a as a country. But Putin's fucking crazy. Putin is uh, is absolutely nuts. And I think that there's a shot that Putin does do something stupid, which this would be a very stupid move of him. But if he does do it, then uh, then yeah, like I said, gold could be at all time high in a snap of the fingers. Um, this thing could be halted up. It would be that sort of a situation where if he if he mentioned that um, and it was overnight, then this thing would probably be gapped up like you'd never seen gold gapped up before. But I do have two specific names that I'm looking at here. Uh, one being just gold, like the name actually gold. Um, nope, that's not the right one. Um, it's gone. Oh, here it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, here it is. Um, it's it's Barrick Gold Corporation. I don't know why it was why it was randomly just gone for a second. Um, and I'm watching it because it's at a very key level here on the weekly. We can draw a zone in here, but this is a very, very key level on the weekly. This thing, if it goes, you know, uh, above this $18 area, then it's got a pretty clear move up to 20 and then a pretty clear move up to 25 after that. Uh, this is going to be probably my top watch for this gold sector. It has pretty good financials. Uh, if you were to go look at their financials, I'm pretty sure they have a low PE ratio. Uh, and not a bad debt profile. So this thing above 18 is my my top watch. And then there was another one, IAUX, uh, I80 Gold. And uh, this thing is at this thing on the weekly. You know, it's not been around for very long, but it's been at a pretty decent decent run since since October. Um, it had two of these pretty large candles, and then it's some consolidation now. But I think this thing could be headed for all-time high based on I was looking at valuation markers, um, you know, surrounding the the market cap versus their sales versus their income versus all that sort of stuff. Um, and I think that this has a pretty good chance of being a value value gold stock if any sort of movement towards accepting gold um, worldwide for for oil barrels or, you know, the trade of oil or the trade of gas, anything anything energy related for uh, for for um, gold would essentially tank the US dollar and and skyrocket gold and so that's going to be something that I keep a close close eye on um, yeah so that's that's my my two names that I'm really interested in for the gold sector um, I was looking into silver and I didn't like silver as much via just the fundamental reasons that people choose gold over silver. Um, so I'm sticking with gold here, and I think I think this Putin thing. Let's just do a quick Google search uh, of this because I was talking about except gold for oil. Yeah. So, uh, well, this isn't what I was looking at. Um. This isn't what I was looking at. I'm trying to find something else. Yeah, 
Yeah, this is, I think, what I was reading. Um, yeah, so Putin, Putin floated the idea of Western economies depositing gold with Russia um, to buy rubles, which, which, with which, 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 isn't that a sandwich company? Um, with which oil and gas can be purchased. So he kind of just like floated this this uh, this kind of concept around. But the fact that it's even in his head is uh, is enough to basically, um, you know, make gold a, a clear watch. And I think, guys, I, I really, I don't know if I agree. What did this guy say? He said uh, silver quintuples. Um, eh, I don't know. That's kind of like saying CEI is going to 10 bucks. And I don't really know if, if that's, uh, you know, a valid opinion. So I'll kind of say I don't really agree with what this guy's saying. Rafi Farber. Uh, I don't really agree with what he's saying, but I do think the fact that it's in Putin's mouth and in Putin's head that uh, if he accepts gold, he could be he could be messing with the U.S. We're giving a lot of money to Ukraine every single um, you know bill we pass. It feels like we're giving a ton of money to Ukraine, um, and and I think Putin could you know have it in his sights to weaken the dollar and uh, strengthen his his currency and i think he he's got a plan to do that and if he if he puts it into you know into uh working order then then these gold swings i think would probably pay pretty heavy pretty heavy um i'm seeing some stuff in the in the chat here someone says you guys going to talk about the atlas craziness next episode um yeah probably uh, i think we're just we're just looking for some distance. I've gotten so many DMs of, of people accusing me of being an Atlas when, I mean, I was in there with Incredible Bob in the bio room for a week, a couple weeks. Um, a lot of people just, you know, saying some crazy stuff in my DMs. And uh, I was never really, you know, I was, I talked to the people who were, um, you know, in, in trouble for, for the whole thing, but I've never really been... Um, you know, in that group, and I never ran with that group, but I think we'll, we'll probably talk about it, we're will, we're not willing to, uh, to jump on top of it, and, you know, be one of some of the people who are, like, shitting on them, I don't think that's fair, I don't like to kick people when they're down, or anything like that, um, but I also think that it's worth talking about, because it can give some insight into, uh, beginner traders keeping safe in the markets, um, and that sort of thing, so, We'll probably talk about it next week uh, when Tony's back. So this was kind of just an impromptu episode because, you know, Tony texted me and said, hey, man, something crazy is going on. Um, and I was like, well, I'll just run the podcast without you, uh, which obviously sucks because we all love to see Tony's beautiful face on here. But, um, yeah, so so we'll talk about that next week when, when Tony's back on here. But um, I do think um, – I do want to ask, you know, is there anybody in here that has a fucking recipe for me to make for Christmas? I don't know if, if there's even anybody that has anything on their, under their wing, but uh, I don't have anything to take to Christmas this weekend. And I'm thinking I have a few, like, options, but I'm not really sure. I was thinking if I'm going dessert, I kind of want to make this chocolate pecan bourbon pie. Um, someone in my Discord brought up the fact that, uh, you know, pecan pie is great, and I love pecan pie, but they said, have you ever tried chocolate bourbon pecan pie i never tried it at all and um i've never even heard of it so i'm thinking about just giving that a shot to make um but other than that guys my uh side dish someone asked um yeah like literally anything like i'm asking like any idea possible because i i was blanking completely i was gonna make 
we used to make this uh like this apple caramel salad like it was like apples with uh what was it it was like we'd put like um like caramel cool whip stuff in there i was thinking about making that um I was thinking about making, we also had these like jalapeno rolls where you get these, you get rolls and you like make dough and then you uh, rub like everything seasoning on the top. Like you, you put jalapeno cream cheese inside of it, inside of these rolls. And then you put everything bagel seasoning on the top. Um, I was thinking about those, but I wanted to make something new. Um, And I know if Tony was here, he'd have like a bajillion ideas for me. He would basically be telling me to whip up uh, something out of the, I don't even know three-star Michelin chef. The guy's got some skills. I was over, um, I went to meet him last weekend, actually. So you guys have not, we haven't done an episode since I went to meet him, but I went and surprised him and just showed up on his doorstep. And when I tell you the dude was surprised, I mean, the dude was surprised. You guys see him on here. He doesn't like, he's not really the, uh, like an overly emotional guy. Like he's pretty, he's pretty straight, you know, and, and, um, got his emotions in check. But when he saw me and one of our other buddies at his door, he like grabbed us like this and like shook us and was like, bro, what? And was like, he was pretty, he was pretty crazed up. But, um, I also got to, to make some food with him. And the guy had like special tips for for chopping an onion. And I'd watched a lot of YouTube videos about chopping an onion. And you know, from from all those chefs that are trying to get you to get the right cut and the right like size of onion. And this motherfucker solved a problem that I didn't even know I had cutting an onion. Like when you cut an onion, you're obviously like uh, chopping it, trying to make it fine and stuff. And it kept like falling apart while I was cutting it. But I just thought that was part of chopping an onion. And this dude says, the first thing he says to me without me even asking, the first thing he says is, oh, if you keep this root on, it'll just not fall apart when you're cutting it. And so he just proceeds to keep the root on while he's like slicing it and slicing it and slicing it. Um, And like, we're talking like, I like to make mine like very fine and very uniform. And I'd had a good way of making them uniform, but then it would just get to the end and it'd be falling apart and stuff. And this motherfucker just immediately was was telling me how to fix that and i didn't even ask him um but yeah so i got to watch him make his like special italian sauce and uh it was it was pretty banging so if tony ever you guys might have to ask him for his italian sauce recipe next time he's on here because it was he showed it to me i don't want to give away the secrets or nothing the the tony uh the tony special secret tomato sauce but next time he's on here you guys are gonna have to ask him because the dude's got like italian um marinara sauce in his blood i was probably what goes through his veins i think he had like uh like three or four tricks that i had never seen before one of them being about garlic the dude turned garlic into a liquid without cooking it like he just on his like on his fucking uh cutting board turned garlic into a liquid to put into his sauce i don't know but um yeah and i gotta meet his dogs and stuff and uh his his big dog Izzy is so cute, and the little one is just a little turbo missile. Like I mean, dude had no gear other than run around and hit his head on stuff. And yeah, he's a good guy. It's uh, it was it was awesome to meet him and stuff. Um, yeah, it was it was super fun. Uh, if you guys ever get the the chance to fly across the country and surprise someone that you've never met in person before, highly recommend doing it. It was pretty fun. Um, I don't think I have anything else to talk about, guys. I think that's uh, I think that's gonna be the video. Next week, obviously, the the dynamic will be back, but um, 
I appreciate all of you guys for for tuning into this. You know, drop a like, drop a uh, a subscribe to the channel, and uh, we'll be back next week, same time, same place. And I hope to see all of you guys there. Peace out, guys.